Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me there on Twitter, and it's Thursday. We're back on Thursday. It's uh, two, two days until the new year. We still got football going on. Week 17 coming up. And uh, going to look over, you know, give you a first look-see on, on, on Sunday's uh, the NFL slate. 14 games. Big slate, right? No no Thursday football anymore. Uh, do we, have, we don't even have a Saturday game, right? Because it's New Year's Day. They're not playing on New Year's Day, right? So uh, so we'll take a look at some of the projections. Uh, let's let's make uh, some, some lineup constructions and then see what's going on for right now. Obviously, there are people coming on and off the COVID list. We got some injuries to, to monitor. So obviously, you know, what we, we look at now may not be what we do on Sunday. But as always, I'm answering your questions in the chat. As usual, I see you guys, Eric Robertson, card fan. And anyone, anyone in there, people taking their vacations. I have no idea. Give me those thumbs ups on your way in the door. Hit the thumbs up button up, down, sideways, whatever, whatever you want to do. Subscribe to the channel. If you're new here, hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Uh, yeah. Mar- March mimic is here. Morning, 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 morning. Just want to let you know uh, tonight. Uh, if, if you're a premium member of Roto Grinders, and you're you're part of the the game theory channel, my game theory channel. I'll even show you in here. I have the Discord open. Let me open it up. Let me go here. Let me go to my game theory channel. And uh, you know, they're always talking. I'm I'm always in there. I mean, it's all been a little bit slow recently, right? But uh, every week or so, uh, I do group coaching calls on, on Zoom. But it's only for only for members of the Blenders Game Theory channel. In our Roto Grinders Discord, which is for premium members. So you got to subscribe to any package you want. Go to rotogrinders.com slash premium and or click on the link in the description. Get $10 off your first month and uh, and you'd be part of the channel. You could always post your questions the same way you could do here in the pregame show uh, at any time. And I, I know I respond to everything. People talk amongst themselves. Uh, it's, it's not slate specific. Just, you know, just anything to do with general DFS strategy, game theory, contest selection, just generally playing for a living in general, right? Just for profit. Uh, so feel free to join. You can always click on the little uh, Discord icon on the on the Roto-Grinder site if you're a member. Uh, and uh, go, go to rotogrinders.com slash Discord. But tonight, tonight you can see here based on my, my little pin post, uh, tonight, 8 p.m., uh, another group coaching call, which is essentially your time, right? It's not like there's, there's no, there's no agenda. Basically I, anyone that's available, come, come on. Right. We typically have anywhere up, up to 60 or 70 people on the call. And, uh, and then you have to, you know, I have this little form. You fill out this little form, which is just basically your rotogrinders username, your, your name as it appears on zoom. So I know who the hell you are and what you'd like to discuss, which could be anything at all. And uh, essentially, go through and uh, go. I go through and say, "Hey, what's up? What's your problem?" Right, and just talk, just like, just like if you called me up on the phone. Just say, yeah, of course, there's 50, 60 other people there also listening in, watching in. But uh, then go, just go through and just uh, whatever, whatever you're having issues with, whatever you'd like to discuss or anything. Just look, this is your time. Whatever you want. Uh, so, so it, it is a, is a part of Roto-Grinders premium now. So, uh, so it's, it's part, it's part of your, the, the membership benefits of being a premium subscriber at Roto-Grinders. 
because uh, people have asked me, it's like, oh, do you do, do you do private coaching? It's like, I, re- I see no need to do private coaching. I do everything on this show. I do everything on this show. I have a course, right? Theoryofdfs.com. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm available all the time. There's not, there's nothing that I can tell you in private coaching that I'm not already saying on this show and everything else that I do where that's not in the course. So it seems like I'd be stealing money from you. Right. Like what, like I'll talk to a hundred bucks an hour for me to say the same exact thing. You could just go back and listen and watch all my videos, just buy the course. Right. I, I, I don't see any reason, but some people, you know, they can't, they can't, they, they can't make this show live. So they never get to interact as much with me as possible. And maybe, you know, they, they like to talk things through. Okay. Some people are like that. So this gives you a little outlet, right? And it's only for premium members, right? Because if I, if I left it open to the every freebie left and right, then we'd, we'd have 7 million people in there and people will be asking me one v one questions. So, so if you, if you, if you know, if you know, you know, right? So all, all of the chats that we've had so far this month, since it started earlier earlier this month. So we've had three Zoom calls have been great. And and people get stuff from even even just listening in, even just, you know, just, I'll just show, I, I have nothing, I have nothing to discuss or anything like that, but uh, I, I learned from hearing other people talk and, and converse and figure out, you know, we talked about like looking at your Roto Tracker results last week, about what's, 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 uh, you know, how much of a sample size do you need? But a lot of times you're looking at stuff that is such a small sample size that it may not even mean anything, right? It's like, oh yeah, I've been playing NFL this year and this is what, this is what my results look like. Is this good? It's like, it's like 15, 16 weeks, 15, 16 slates. Like that's like two weeks of NBA. Like it's, it's, better, than, it's better than no sample, but it's not, it's not that much of a sample to really like... Am I doing something specific, completely wrong? Like you, you're probably not going to know. You're not going to. You're not going to know over the course of, of of fourteen to sixteen slates. On uh, you know, should I be should I be quitting this whole thing? Should I am I going the right direction? You're probably not. So we talk through things like that. So if you want to if you want to join, if you're already a Road Grinders Premium member, just join the the Blenders Games Theory channel. It's it's available to you. You can just hop in there. And you can subscribe to my alerts in there. So I always post alerts of when the next call is. And uh, and if you're not, uh, well, I would say sign up to Roto Grinders, right? So it's like you're, you're kind of getting private coaching <clears throat> with your Roto Grinder subscription, regardless of the sport. It, like, like I know NFL is kind of rolling, you know, you know, ending soon. It's like, well, if you're playing NBA, just sign up for NBA, sign up for MLB, sign up for, for anything, or get the combo package so you get all the sports. So click on the link in the description, rotogrinders.com slash premium. Get uh, $10 off your first month. And hey, if you just, just want to try it out for a month, just try it out for a month. You'll end up getting three or four you know, group coaching calls. And uh, you're more than more than welcome to sign up for and, and talk to me as much as you want. And then after the month, you're like, oh, man, that's all I, that's all I need, right? I'm out of here. You, you could do that. Perfectly fine, right? Cheaper, cheaper than uh, than paying for like a like a private coach for that 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 much, right? So for like forty bucks or something like that, you get everything. Okay, so there, there's the sales pitch, right? Okay, anything else going on in the channel while I was gone? No, they were talking Eric, Eric and J Man and Alex Santi and okay, they're talking amongst themselves. And let's see what's going on in the YouTube chat. Uh, let's see. DJA dog. Since tennis is a binary sport like MMA, can I make a spreadsheet like my MMA spreadsheet? Yeah, you could do that. Right. 
to make some type of leverage calculation. I, I don't play DFS tennis, but I'm assuming it's similar that, that you're essentially trying to get, get the highest scoring winners right into your lineup, right? You want, you, you'd prefer like whatever, six winner. I think you have to pick six, six, right? I don't know. I don't know what with tennis, if you have to pick more. Six winners and the highest scoring winners, right? And and you almost never play uh, two two tennis players from the same match, right? I'm I'm assuming some high scoring loser sometimes ends up in the optimal lineup, but for the most part, you don't do that. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm assuming I'm assuming that <clears throat> the uh, the score the DFS scoring is is uh, more correlated to the the betting lines, right? Because that, that's really the key thing in, in MMA is that like the inside the distance finishing correlates the highest to 100 plus point scores. Now, yes, there are there will be wrestlers that, you know, the, the, the fighters that like wrestle and grapple a lot. And for three rounds, you know, put up enough so many points that even with the decision, they score like 120 points. Right. That does happen. Uh, so it's not. It's, so the correlation isn't one. Right. But. Typically, like if you if you plotted a graph of uh, the in, inside the distance odds betting at the closing line for the ITD and 100 point scores, it would be extremely horrible, like 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 um, like 0.9, like 0.92, like that level of correlation. So being you're going to use the betting line versus the ownership and see where the leverage is right there. So, I mean. That's the type of thing. And obviously on bigger cards, you have to prioritize 100 plus point scores more than on smaller cards. Or just like maybe you just prioritize someone winning, especially if they're an underdog. So yes, on a binary sport like that, golf, even golf could be could be done in a similar type of way. Like top 20 betting lines. I don't know. I haven't I haven't I haven't, I haven't looked at the data, but I'm 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 gonna assume that uh that PGA scores of X amount of points of 90 points. Right, our top twenty finishes or top ten finishes. You're looking for six golfers that get at least ninety plus points. You need you need top ten finishes or something like that. And then you use those odds versus the the ownership, and then you create your own you create your own little blunt leverage score, and then you're able to build lineups because of that. Right, because you're 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 making you're making that type of spreadsheet uh, to calculate to to better make leverage lineups, not to pick fighters. Not to pick golfers. Not obviously, in the grand scheme of of DFS strategy, uh, like the concept is, you you want you prefer uh, fighters or players or whatever that are under owned for their chance of hitting that that mythical ceiling, right? So when I see a, a fighter with a high inside the distance line and low ownership, it's like I'll probably if I'm playing 150 lines, I'm probably I'm probably playing a lot of that person. Right. I want to play them more than that. Now, does that mean I have to play them with five other fighters that are also like a wide gap, but like they're very small chances? Not necessarily, but that's a way to calculate some type of like leverage score. So when you do build lineups, it's taking that into account. So like if you were playing golf or you're playing tennis, it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, if I if I have a leverage, if I keep my leverage score at whatever, my fictional leverage score, whatever. The number itself doesn't matter, but I like to center it on one, right? I like to make it so that that like half the fighters are under one and half the fighters are over one based on ownership. So the rating would be one, 
right? So it's 1.3 would be positive leverage, an under-owned fighter. You know, 0.7 would be an over-owned fighter, like that type of thing. Uh, and then when it comes together, like when you, if you optimize by that number, like if you have a lineup that's like 6.6, that's a combination of all of those numbers, 1.3 plus 1.1 plus 1.0 plus 0.95, and it just adds it all up. And it's like, okay, that, that, that is the highest leverage lineup. So it's building lineups based on that. A lineup with uh, a leverage score of four would be way too chalky, right? It doesn't matter what the, like, the, the numerical projection is. It's just like, no, I'm just basically jamming the chalk into all my lineups there. And, I, and a lineup with maybe a, a, a total leverage score of seven and a half may be extremely contrarian lineup. Right. But it's the most contrarian lineup based on based on the combination of inside the distance odds or whatever the betting line, whatever combination of weights you put on the betting lines and ownership. So it doesn't mean that's how you're selecting fighters. It just it makes it easier for I could just hack an optimizer to make lineups that are unique, are more likely to be unique, not having to worry. And then you don't have to worry about the salary. Right. You don't have to worry about the salary. Like, oh, do I spend 50,000? Do I spend 48,000? Well, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't mind a, a lineup that spends all 50,000 if it's a high leverage score. Right. It could still be unique because the combination, no one's playing these two underdogs with that guy. And this. right. I could do that. Some of the lineups may end up being 47, eight. Some of the lineups may be 80, 48, five. Some may 40, 49, nine. It does like the salary doesn't matter anymore. It's just like, it's a way to say, is this lineup properly leveraged? And since I play large field GPPs, I kind of want the, the highest leverage possible and most unique possible. So, so that's the reason why you'd be building like, like a little spreadsheet for that. It's not to pick people. It's to build, it's to build lineups so you know exactly who to go with who. We talk about this when we, when we talk about NFL, right? And, and any sport. It's like we, we look, we look on, on the slate like last week, right? Cooper Cup. Straight chalk, Antonio Brown, chalk, Justin Jackson, chalk, like high ownership, high. Yeah, because they're the best players. Yeah, I, I, I get it. But once you start putting them all in the same lineup, it's like, how do you how do you get the light? Yeah, play them all together and then find some one percent on guy, Right. So then the combination is 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 leveraged enough or you don't play one of them and then you play a 10 percent on guy. Right. You're doing the same thing with this type of spreadsheet. You're putting your you're you're assigning in, in this past NFL slate, you'd assign Cooper Cup as as a you know negative leverage, a low score. Uh Justin Jackson is a low score, and Antonio Brown is a low score, uh James Robinson with a low score, and then then guys that maybe wildly underowned could have been like Stefan Diggs or uh or or uh, Odell Beckham Jr., right? Stuff like that. And then you're like, okay, let build my lineups. And I want to optimize for that leverage score. Now, now the problem in 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 NFL and in, in team sports like that is that, like, the like players can still like Antonio Brown can still score 20, 20 points regardless, right? Like uh, the Justin Jackson. Like if I just optimize by that score, look how many players there are. Right. It's going to it's like, oh, so I'm supposed to I'm, I'm going to leave five thousand on the table in an NFL classic slate and play uh, and, and end up playing uh, Khalif Raymond over Cooper Cup and, and Lee and not Antonio Bradley. You'll get lineups that look like that, that from a median projection standpoint are just insanely too low. 
because it's going to treat someone like Khalif Raymond as like very high leverage. He's he's going to be less than 1% owned and he has a median of like nine. Right. And a ceiling of, of, of 17. But he's going to be 0.8% owned. So it's like, oh, no, I, 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 I you can play him. And then he, it's going to find like five other wide receivers that have the same type of score. And they're going to jam three of them in the same line. Then all of a sudden you have a lineup that like is, has a communal of ownership of 20% and a medium projection that's like 40, 40 points lower than the optimal. Only because there's so many players to choose from. And then it doesn't take into account correlation. You get into all those problems. So this type of thinking that I'm talking about with creating a leverage score for a player for a selection is much better in binary sports. In, sp- in sports where... There's no correlate. The median projection doesn't matter as much because the median doesn't do anything for you. In golf, if a guy doesn't make the cut, he's done. Well, I mean, like, it doesn't matter what the, what the median is. So some will make the cut and some won't make the cut, right? It's much more binary outcomes. NASCAR, I'm not sure. So if someone was talking in, the, can you do it in NASCAR? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't play NASCAR DFS, but I'm, I'm guessing it probably, probably there's some betting line that is highly correlated to X amount of points that you need uh, for, uh, for, for NASCAR, you know, even win, win, win conditions. I've, I have no idea. I don't, I don't play NASCAR DFS, nor do I, I know sports betting for NASCAR. I don't watch NASCAR. I have no idea, but yes, it would be those individual type sports that it would work best with MMA, uh, golf, uh, maybe NASCAR tennis, I guess, but not, not, not necessarily the team sport. Okie doke. Do, 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 do. Okay, hit those thumbs ups. Should I run some lineups? Is there even a point in running lineups now? Should we do that tomorrow? Right? Or who are we waiting on injury wise? DeAndre Swift, is he going to matter? Right? Jimmy G's not playing, right? Because we currently have Trey Lance and we have to wait on Lamar Jackson. Yes, is he going to play? Is Jared Goff going to play? I don't know. But we do have we we do have Lance in our projections against Houston. I think it's going to be very popular. Uh, does that mean you you play him in GPPs as a stack? I don't know, but in cash games, forty eight hundred for Trey Lance uh, at home against Houston. A lot of these spreads are like ridiculous. New England twenty eight, like New England has a twenty eight implied total. Jacksonville thirteen, right? Tampa Bay twenty nine, Jets sixteen. Chicago, New York. I mean, look look at all these. Buffalo, 29. Atlanta, 14. Very low team totals on one side of the game. Right, 28 for San Francisco, 16 for Houston. Dallas, Arizona, that's a 51. Okay, that, that, that may be popular. Stack, right? Dallas, Arizona. We got KC, Cincinnati at a 50-plus. I think maybe people will be attracted to these games and not realize that some of these implied team totals on these teams, like Buffalo, Atlanta, like why not play Buffalo? It doesn't mean you have to run it back with anyone. Right? It's quite possible that like runbacks, like Tampa Bay Jets, do you have to play any Jets? Probably not. Just play Brady, play Brady, Antonio Brown, and Gronk or something, something like that, or just one of them. It's a 14 game slate. There's going to be a lot more opportunities for outlier results. So for large field GPPs, maybe be more inclined to single stack. Depends on the lineup, obviously. 
Uh, what is Denver? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chargers 26, Denver 19. But I mean, look at that. Like half these games have have a team that have, have a team total that is less than 20. Jacksonville. Jets, Miami, Raiders, Giants, Falcons, Texans, Broncos, Lions, Panthers. Like so many. And then one side has an insane total, you know, 20, 28 plus. Let's see. Let me, let me run some lineups. Let, let, let's take a take a look. One unique. Let's 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 just do 10%. Just see what the what the top ones are. Limit. I don't care about limiting. Running exposures, don't care. Let's see. Just 10, just per quarter. Oh, and then stacks, right? We're just looking at just just regular. Just regular single stack, double stack, no run back, whatever. Just back. We'll just leave the even the running backs in. So just basically a quarterback and two, two, two teammates. Run a hundred and see, see what's up. See the lay of the land. But based on this, I think we're gonna see a bunch, uh, probably Sam. Well, who who did who does Lance get paired with? See Buffalo? Like who are the top projected like flex players? Currently in our, our in our gridiron IQ projections. Okay, we may see Brady. We may see Stafford. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Al. I think Allen make Allen Diggs combination. I could see Beasley. Yeah, I think Buffalo's gonna come out high. Tampa Bay will. Tennessee, possibly, with A.J. Brown. I think we're going to see a bunch of Chicago. They're playing the, playing the Giants. Okay, so we got a ton of A.J. Brown and Antonio Brown. Okay, I'll be getting Dave. Okay, okay, now I see. You see Josh Allen. There, there we go. So in our current projections, so we get a ton of Josh Allen. Oh, Sam Ellinger. Oh, we have him. We have him in, right? He's a $4,500 if, if Wentz doesn't play. But you'd be, essentially you're playing him with Jonathan Taylor. Like it's not because you're playing receivers, right? So we see all these Taylor, Pittman, Ellinger, Pittman, Taylor. Yeah, they're, they're all with Taylor. Nick Foles, right? Nick Foles is to be with David Montgomery. They were Allen Robinson and Cole Komet. David Montgomery, Cole Komet. David Montgomery, Colt Komet. David Montgomery, Allen Robinson, Colt Komet. Nick Foles. Yow. Then we got Ryan Tannehill, right? Chester Rogers, A.J. Brown. Chester Rogers, A.J. Brown. Chester Rogers, A.J. Brown. Yeah, a whole bunch of that. Tom Brady with Antonio Brown. And Brashad Perriman. Tony Brown and Gronkowski. Okay, that makes sense. Jalen Hurts. A little bit of a step down, Rager and Goddard, Rager, Goddard, Smith, Goddard, yeah. Mac Jones, yeah, the projection goes down a little bit. But Aguilar and Henry, and then got Herbert at 140. Then we get to Stafford. Okay. Yeah, but that says expect. I mean, you, you can figure you can figure out what, what line of combinations are going to project the best because you just have to go to the player pool. 
go to and go to flex and sort by RGV salary adjusted value plus minus and see who projects the you know who projects the best when you see oh you know numbers are high for Tampa Bay Tennessee Indianapolis Chicago Rams right so when you pay the quarterback with these these players the total projection of the lineup will go up so the more amount of higher projected players in the same game the more likely that you're going to get those guys together. So, I mean, you don't have to run the, you don't have to run the lineups. I do it to just show as an example. I, I could, I could, I could figure it out on my own. <sighs> we still have some injuries to do. Is there anything on here that, that is going to cause Eli Mitchell? Is that going to matter? We take him out of the projections. Because we have Cooks in, we have Beasley probable, Eckler probable, Kelsey probable, Stevenson probable, Guyton probable. Do we have Mike Williams in? Is he in? I think he's in. Is he eligible to come off? Or no, we don't have we don't have Mike Williams in. So what do the Chargers look like? Oh, because Eckler's in now. Okay, so that's what's bumping down some of the other guys. Right, so we don't we don't have uh, we don't have Mike Williams in, but we have Guyton in, and against Denver, that's a not a, the greatest of matchups for the passing game. So Keenan Allen at seventy five hundred, Josh Palmer again. It's not as appealing. I just wanted to say if Mike Williams is in, also that downgrades the whole that, that that'll that'll take away a little chunk of out of everyone else also. But I didn't see him in our injured list. So I'm assuming he's out, out. Did he, did, did, does he have COVID? Does he have to, what, does he have to wait five more days now? What, what's going on? I have no idea. The protocols are all over the place. Was there anything that, is David Johnson going to be back with Burkhead here? Like the running back position does, I mean, you got like Taylor, Montgomery, Michelle, Swift, Jacobs, Burkhead, Mixon. Jones, it gets it gets ugly. I mean, it's ugly to begin with. I mean, when the best value running back is nine thousand, that means it's not the greatest of running backs. Lights. I'd be more inclined to play Montgomery, Michelle, that range, and then go up at wide receiver. But then you got Cooper Cup there at ninety five hundred. Diggs, Tyreek Hill. I think the ownership on these types of guys are going to be spread out a bunch, other than the Browns, right? Antonio Brown and A.J. Brown. It's not that great of a slate. You figure for 14 games, it's like, oh, okay. All the studs, all the stars, but, you know, half the league is in or are on the COVID list. So you look through all these teams, it's like, where's where's all the good players? Like Arizona-Dallas has a tie total. I don't see anything in here. Like, what does that game project like? It's, a, it's the pricing, I'm assuming. Okay, I have to do it the other way. It's probably overpriced. That's why. Right, Christian Kirk's 5,800. CD Lamb's 71. Ertz is 52. Gallup. Cooper's 66. Yeah, it's, it's just it's kind of overpriced. Doesn't mean people can't get there ceiling-wise. Why can't you play a Kyler? Like in this type of, uh, based on these numbers, you play Kyler, 
plus Kirk plus Ertz, and CeeDee Lamb is the run back. If you wanted to play a three plus one. Or you play Michael Gallup as a run back for a cheaper, cheaper way of doing it. It's a high total game, but the pricing, the pricing is fairly efficient. So let's look at the other high total in Casey Cincinnati. Right, very similar similar situation. The pricing is is pretty efficient. Right, Mixon, Hill, Kelsey, Higgins. I, how do you stack this game without spending everything? Play Mahomes or Burrow. You, you, Jace is 7,600. Higgins is 6,900. I guess you need, to, you need to play Pringle or Ozoma as part of the stack. To stack the quarterback in two of these guys, expensive as hell. What's another high total game? In total, I mean, we got high implied team totals, but like high total game, game total. Not many of these games are. It's like those two games where it seems competitive on both sides, and then it's just like it's like nasty, right? Because this total is what this is uh, Jacksonville, New England. It's like forty-one. This is like forty-four, forty-five. This is forty-five. That's the forty. This is barely 40. This is 44. Then this is low. Whoa, Chicago Giants are what? 30, look, 37. Buffalo, Atlanta is looks like 44. Rams, Ravens is 46 and a half. Ooh, this is 44. Texans, 49ers. Chargers, Denver is 45 and a half. Detroit, Seattle is, is 42. New Orleans, Carolina is like 38. Yeah, but the thing is, is that these team totals, these, these game totals may be deceiving. Right, because look at like New England, Jacksonville. Oh, how do I play a game with only a 42 total? So I just play New England. Like you don't have to play Jacksonville players. Like New England is still, as a still uh, a betting line, implied team total of 28 points. KC, I mean, New England has a higher implied team total than the Chiefs. So, like, why not play New England, <laughs> right? Buffalo has a 29.25 implied team total. San Francisco. Like, if people are like, oh, well, Dallas has a 28 and a half team. Okay. But how much more expensive is Dallas to New England? Of course, New England. I mean, they could, they could score three touchdowns with three different running backs, and who knows? But it is 14 games. So in the large field GPPs, I'd be more more inclined to not like not don't. I mean, you should never be doing it on any on any slate whatsoever. What types of stacks should I make? Oh, I'm gonna make all three plus ones. Not that 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 doesn't exist. If you're doing it that way, you're doing it wrong. You can make any lineup you want in any configuration you want. It depends on the lineup. But the larger the slates gets, the especially when you're playing large field GPPs where you're 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 aiming closer to the nuts, the highest possible lineup. That most likely there's going to be one guy in one game that has 35 points and another guy in another game, and it's hard to get the individual one-offs all in one lineup when you're stacking a bunch of people from the same game. So on larger slates, some. 
less likely. I'm using terms like less likely and more likely. But that's not that wouldn't even be correct either. I wouldn't be prioritizing as much. And even that that word doesn't as anytime I say any of these phrases, most 95% of people that listen don't understand what I'm saying. So are you or are you not? Like I'm neither. All right. Would you can you build a four plus three stack on this slate for large field GPP? Absolutely. That's absolutely viable. I'm less likely to do that. There's there's probably very few plus EV lineups that have that configuration for large field GPPs. That doesn't mean they don't exist. It depends on the lineup. They're going to be a lot more viable one uh, two plus zero stacks, right? Just the quarterback, wide receiver, and just everything else is whatever. There may be a lot more of that on this type of stuff. It depends on what contest you're playing. If you're not playing large field GPPs, then you're more likely to correlate. Because you, you, you don't need to hit as much of the nuts. You're playing a very small field. You don't even have to come close to the nuts. So sometimes in very small fields, 30, you're coming at 30 people and it's a GPP. You can take six guys from the same game. It's like if that game goes off, I could win. But what if you don't have that guy and this guy and they do well? So I still score more. I don't need to score 270 points. I could win this with 190. So you don't need as many. Oh, well, this, oh my God, some guy got 40 points at 1.7% ownership. Well, to win the Millie Maker, you, you may need him. To win the Thunderdome, no one, literally 0%, no one has. So who cares? So that's what I'm talking about. Like, and then and obviously I say this and then Tyler Walker comes out with the dumbest question you can. Like it's just, it's just a clockwork, it's clockwork. Like I literally explain it and then people, like I said, 95% of people, that's what I love about this job. I can tell you exactly how to make the most amount of money in DFS and 95% of people just won't do it. It's best for me because then I get paid. You pay me to learn and then you never do it. Then I get to play and make money playing because you don't do it. In a 7,000 player field, you can make a lineup with eight players from the same game. You can. Why, why can't you? Depends on how that game projects. Let's say the, the, let's say the Raiders uh, Colts game. Uh, I'm going to make everyone $100. Well, yeah, then it's much more viable to take many players from the same game. Jonathan Taylor's $1,000. Pittman is 1000 Well, then you can. So, like, it depends on the lineup. Is it large? There's no such thing as, is it large? There's no such, there's none of the, none of these things have anything to do with anything. Can you double? You can double stack in large. You can you can quadruple stack. You can have three run backs. You want. There are viable lineups. If you're playing the Millie Maker, I guarantee you there are lineups that have eight players from the same game. You're playing a five plus three stack and then just a defense that are profitable. I guarantee you. There, I don't know. <laughs> 
I'm not sure if I could find what that lineup is, but it's possible. There may be. It may be in the Giants-Bears game, maybe. Would have to be cheaper players that you could fit all together in some way. And if that if that game goes for 80 points total, it wins at those prices and everything. I guess so. Or there are is, is it is it the KC Cincinnati game? Probably not. There got it's probably a lineup. You know how many combinations of lineups of 14 teams there are on the 14 games there are on the slate? Billions upon billions. And you know how many plus EV lineups there are potentially? Millions upon millions. So out of those millions upon millions, there are probably some lineups that are five plus three. And when I say some, it may be three. So depending on which, yes. Would I be building, if in general, building five plus three lineups? Probably not, unless I could find one of those three lineups. Am I more likely to build two plus one? You can build two plus one. You can build two plus zero. You can build three plus one. It all depends on the lineup. It all depends on the lineup. There's a million profitable lineups. Pick, uh, you're playing 10 of them. Well, pick 10. Pick the 10 best that you can think out of those millions. Right? Out of those million, 300,000 are double stacks. Right? 200,000 are triple stack. I mean, like, like I have a run back. 500,000 are single stack. Like, so what should I do? What, well, pick, just, just build plus EV lines. That's the answer. That is the real answer. Build whatever lineup you want as, lo- as long as it's positive expected value. So does that, if, are positive expected lineups double stacks? If you're asking that question, that means you didn't, literally didn't understand what I'm, you didn't listen. You're not listening. No stack combination is plus EV. It depends on the lineup. You go, well, uh, I should double stack and have a run back. Three plus one. That, that's what I, okay, so you're telling me that you should play. Let's say we do uh, we do uh, Tua plus Waddle. Like we, we take the, 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 the eight horribly projected players. We're going to pay, I'm, I'm going to pair Josh Allen with Buffalo, with the practice squad receivers, right? The 3K practice squad receivers. And then run it back with Atlanta's fourth running back. Okay. And then have have one-offs of guys that like I'm gonna I'm gonna you know fill up my salary with the least projected players. That is a three plus one lineup. You're absolutely right. It's also it is almost definitely negative expected value. But it's a three plus one lineup. Yeah, but it's a bad three plus one lineup. You know what's better than that lineup? A really good one none no stack. I mean, literally no stack lineup. A naked quarterback. And all one-offs would be better than that lineup. Yeah, but that lineup has no correlation. So it's 27 points higher projected than your lineup that has some correlation. Just it's with horrible players. Remember the three levers, projection, leverage, correlation. Those three go in tandem with each other. It's like, well, how much correlation do you need? You don't need need any at all. Imagine I tell you that you could have a lineup that projects 800 points more than everyone else's lineup 
in the contest and it's not correlated, would you not? Of course you'd want it. But it's not correlated, so. What the hell does that matter? Correlation increases the variance of your line. So you're sacrificing projection in order to increase the range that your lineup could score. That's what variance is. So if you could increase your variance and gain projection, you'd do it every single time. But the games aren't soft enough. Plays aren't bad enough where you can do that. So if you want to increase the variance of your lineup, you're going to be sacrificing projection. And hopefully you're also sacrificing ownership to do that also. So correlation adds variance to your lineup. When one event happens, another event. And the similar event happens. So if you want to correlate multiple players from the same game, you're increasing the range of outcomes, the variance of your lineup. But you're probably also sacrificing projection in the process. So if I could increase my variance from here to there and give up a half a point, you bet I'm gonna you bet that's worth doing. I, I can tell you that. Probably not gonna find that large of a gap, but for only a half a point projection. But if you told me I was able to do that, I'd do it. I for GPPs, do that in, in a second. But if you tell me, oh, they increase your range of outcomes, this, this thing you have to sacrifice 67 points in projection, then you never do it. But it's correlated. Who cares? It's not worth the correlation is not worth it. The range of outcomes you're getting is not going to make up a median difference of 67 points. Well, most likely it won't. I, I don't want to say it never. I guess it's a it's not it's a not it's not zero, but it's pretty damn close to zero. So when you're thinking of these things, what type of slate is it? Is it a single stack slate? Is it like, that's not how you should be thinking of the slate in general. Build plus EV lineups. From the makeup of potentially plus EV lineups, the larger the slate is, the more likely for large field GPPs it's going to be less correlated because there are more ways to get higher scoring players into your life. But the Rams Ravens game, let's say the Rams Ravens game is 52 to 48 and scores a hundred points. And then someone has a three plus two of that and wins the million. That's a perfectly fine lineup. Yeah. But I thought you said, yeah, these are all probability based. If you want to build a three plus two lineup that projects well enough for its ownership and play it in large field, go for it. It's just less likely to happen. But that lineup could that could easily be plus EV. As and have the similar expected value as a lineup that is a quarterback, wide receiver, and nothing else. Thinking in terms of I'm going to build a hundred lineups and they're all going to be one type. Like, no, build a hundred plus EV lineups. Some may be, look like this. Some may look like that. Some may look like this. Some may have this guy. Some may have that guy. You can build a hundred lot. You can build a hundred lineups that have the same expect, virtually the same expected value. But I can I can build a hundred lineups that have virtually the same exact expected value. If I didn't show you any of them and I said, "Would well, you want one of them?" and you go, "Yeah, well, definitely. I'd love one of them. I'm only going to build one lineup, so give me one of them." Does it matter which one I give you? No, it doesn't. 
mathematically, they all have the same expected value. One lineup could be a whole bunch of one-offs. One lineup could be a five plus three. And they both have the same expected value. So it depends on the lineup. Because what annoys me is that I explain something and then three minutes later, someone asks a question as if they just didn't listen. You know how frustrating that is? But that's why you should sign up for Roto-Grinders Premium, go into the Blenders Game Theory channel. You could type in the questions that you want to ask me that I, while I've answered them 762 times, you could just ask me in the, in the Discord or in the, in the group coaching, right? That's what it's for, right? It's for the lazy people. Right, it's for the it's for the people that tell them, tell me that they watched the show, then ask questions as if they've never watched the show, and I and I wonder what I, I start wondering about people's cognitive abilities. Right, but most of the most of the chat in the in the game theory channel is good. Most of it, it, it is reasonable enough questions, right, and discussion. So join rotogrinders.com slash discord having a group coaching call later today. And if you're in there yet, sign up. A lot of people show up and then like, like it's your, remember, I'm, I'm going to repeat this for the people that when I show up, it's your time. If literally, if no one signs up and I, Oh, 60 people want to come and listen and watch and no one signs up. You know what happens? It gets canceled. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk to myself. I already do that on this show. So it's your time. So people like people DM me and ask me questions and everything all the time that are Rotor Grinders members. And I go, well, why aren't you showing up for group coaching? And you know what the you know what the, the number one thing that 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 uh, the response is to that? I didn't know you were doing group coaching calls. And then I start wondering about people's cognitive abilities. Like you follow me, right? Yes. Do you, you watch the pregame show? Yes. Are you in the Blenders Game Theory channel? Yes. So how do you not know? Okay. NBA is still going on, right? Uh, is, are people coming back from NBA? Are, 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 we, are we actually getting basketball players coming back from the COVID list? How many people are on the NBA COVID list now? Is that going to, I hope by the time NFL season, the regular season's over in two weeks. So I could go back to playing NBA DFS. Like we get, we're not, we don't get as much of this, this crap. I don't mind the injuries. Fine. We don't know if a guy's injured in and out, but I mean, they're signing guys off the street. I mean, 10 day hardship contracts. You take a look at the starting line and we go, I've never heard of any of these people. Like we got to stop with that. So hopefully, hopefully that'll happen. And then, then this will turn more into an NBA show. Right. Once that happens. Well, we got Grinders live later today, right? They're, they're playing NBA today. Crunch time for premium members. Uh, and I got and I got the, the group, group coaching call later tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. That's for all Roto-Grinders premium members as part of the Blenders Game Theory channel. So, so I'll, I'll, see, I'll, see, I'll see you guys later, later tonight. But I'll be back tomorrow, right? Be back tomorrow here as, as, as usual, answering your DFS strategy questions. 
talking more about the NFL slate. We'll, we'll, we'll get some a little bit more clarification on some of these guys, whether or not they're in new guys that may be out, who knows, and, uh, and, and run some more lineups and see what's going on. So, uh, so hit the thumbs up button on your way out the door and I'll see you tomorrow. Another, 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 another edition, another edition of the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.